You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Hello and welcome or welcome back to Black Hair in the Big League. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. I am so excited to be here today. Y'all, even though I've had episodes releasing every week, I personally have taken a brief hiatus from recording. And so I, it's like my first, ba- my first day back at school, and I'm so excited. And here's the thing. So my guest today, I'm, I'm so happy that I get to talk to her today. First of all, P.S., these interviews have been so therapeutic. It's just like a nice little coffee date. And so... My next guest today, she uh, she's just always a friendly face whenever I see her. She is an actor, singer, dancer, a full-blown voiceover artist with a book releasing soon that she has just done the recording for. Um, I, I first saw her perform in Sista's The Musical off-Broadway here in New York City, and since then, pre-Broadway, we I'd always, not infrequently, find myself in the same room as her, same space as her, seeing the same show at the same time, whatever it is. And whenever I see her, she is truly always a friendly face. She's the kind of personality that you just are like, I see you all the time. I just want to be your friend. Friend, And I felt that even before we exchanged a single word when I was sitting in the audience watching her perf- perform. You guys, please help me welcome this, this BOCO grad, Tyla Collier. Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Not much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Girl, thanks for joining. Where are you? How are you? Um, I'm in Harlem, New York. Stayed here <laughs> through the whole pandemic. And, the entire uh, time. Yes. I think I left and went home to visit my parents like three times or four times. But Where are they? Um, they're in Rhode Island. Okay. All right. And P.S. Come on, Harlem. I'm in um, the Heights. I'm right below um, Fort Tryon. No way. So we're really close, actually. Yeah, like not too bad. And also kudos to you because I've absolutely spent six months out of last year in California. <laughs> Honestly, if I knew people who lived in California, I would too. <laughs> Honestly, it's New York is my favorite place. But man, being here without roommates is, is hard. <laughs> Do you Are you staying with anybody? Um, Yes. My roommate is one of my best friends, which is really great. So 
what a blessing. Yes. You look like you're doing well. I just lose my sound. Okay, there we go. You look like you're doing well. Like, how have you been staying? Have you, let me start with, have you been staying sane <laughs> during all of them? <laughs> um, that's debatable. <laughs> I feel like I like ebb and flow between some days where I'm like, this is okay. I can do this. Like, you know, here we are. And then other days where I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> We're still, this is still happening. Like, are you actually kidding me? So like, yeah, it ebbs and flows. Ebbs and fl- So how how do you stay sane on the – because I'm losing my mind. I'm not going to lie. I'm like <laughs> – Lila, I'm like, okay, Lord, I feel like we're learning our lesson. Can we move on, please? Can we please? <laughs> like what things do you do to like – not lose your mind. Um, okay, number one, therapy. Yes. Um, I was doing every week and then I like recently graduated to every other week, which like when my therapist told me I cried. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't ready, but she thinks I'm ready. But you know, um it, it is what it is. But yeah, I do therapy. And um I mean, of course going to church is different now because it's all virtual, but um, right. Yeah, I think for me, like I've been trying to um, watch sermons not on Sundays because I found that watching on Sundays made me feel like really sad and like, oh, I wish I were physically in the building because that's like such a big part of what grounds me in the city, just being in the actual sanctuary with a bunch of people. Yeah. So yeah, just like listening to sermons not on Sunday has been really helpful. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And praying, of course, and just talking to friends and trying to take walks and playing The Sims has been amazing. I love The Sims. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) The Sims, that's so freaking great. Okay, yeah, right on. I'm so there with you for prayer life. I'm like, Lord, please forgive me that it took this long for me to get up in my word, that it took a whole pandemic, but here we are. I love you, Jesus. (laughs) Actually, no. Honestly, no. Um, Okay, so uh, can we like get into it? Like, can I ask you a few questions about your hair, Tyla? Yes, please do. (laughs) Okay, so and anytime that I'm assuming anything, please feel free to correct me. Right. So from what I've seen from you, when I've just seen you over the years and even now, um, it seems like you've been natural. Have you always been a naturalista? I have not always been. I was until I was like, I want to say 14 maybe. And then for five years, I had a relaxer. And then my sophomore year of college, I was like, I'm done. I did the big chop and I had like probably an inch of hair. And that's like when I started my restarted my natural journey. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you kind of made all that sound like super easy. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna just chop off my hair, and then I just restarted. Like, what? Um, it was not easy. I mean, well, at the time, like I was doing um ragtime, and at a theater in Boston, um, as I was in school, and there were these women, um, in the ensemble who were just so encouraging and they were all natural. Um, so I looked at them and I was like, oh my gosh, like if all of these beautiful women who I admire and I'm working with are like 
rocking their hair. Why can I not do that? Um, and so I just remember like talking to them um, every rehearsal. I'd be like, I don't know, like, should I do it? Should I do it? And they were like, come on, just do it, just do it. Wow. So that was really what kind of like pushed me over the edge. I had been transitioning for a while, but I was planning to just transition for like a really long time until I felt, you know, okay with my length. Um, but they really just inspired me to just get rid of it. And the big chop that was in college? Yes. Okay. So were you at Boston Conservatory at the time? Yes. I was at Boca. How was that? It was, um, it was interesting. I mean, well, everyone was really receptive and open to it. Um, but now looking back, I think like casting wise, I feel like I look younger with my longer hair than I do with my shorter hair. So it was very interesting. Interesting. And just wondering, because I went to uh, Cal State Fullerton and I went through the BFA program and then I realized I, that it's not for me. I, I really loved it and enjoyed it. It just wasn't not for me. Um, and I I don't know how it is, at, how it was at BOCO. Um, were there other like people of color in your class? Were you the only one? Um, how was like, how was that aspect of it? Just um, So we actually had at the time, like, a groundbreaking, I put in quotes, like air quotes, <laughs> groundbreaking class because we had seven uh, black people in our year. Seven? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like, and nobody ever let us forget that like, that was like the year that, you know, we had all these air quotes again, all these, you know, people of color. Um, so that was really comforting. Um, and I think, that definitely helped me not feel as alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That would make a difference for me, too. It's like one thing if you're the token. Mm -hmm. And it's like we've all experienced being the token at some point. And it's another yeah. thing when you're like, I am not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it was definitely good. And also we had like – um this black student union where um, not just the musical theater majors, but like all of the majors kind of came together um, who were black and we got to just like have fellowship and community. And so that was like, I think those were like the moments that really sustained me when I was like, Oh my gosh, where am I? <laughs> right. So from college, have you just, been natural since then have you straightened it have you worn some wigs have you gotten a weave or has it just been like y'all we are heat free let's go <laughs> um definitely heat free I I feel like I was like so traumatized honestly from relaxers and just like even before that I would just get my hair you know just pressed and it really traumatized me um growing up and so I think once I went natural I was like there will never be heat in this hair ever again. Wow. I mean, yeah, it just was really, I don't know, even like thinking about it, it's like, oh my God, I'm like tensing up, like just thinking about like putting heat in my hair. But um, I think the only time I ever have was like once I got a trim and they wanted to blow dry and I was like, okay, fine, I guess, you know, you, you can do that. So one time, but then every other time after that, I was like, you need to find a way to trim my hair without blow drying it. <laughs> Okay, 
that's so great that you just had that confidence. Like to me, that's been a journey finding the confidence to be like, you know what? Okay, what are my boundaries? Like I always talk about my boundaries to myself before I go out on a date. This is pre-COVID, of course. Like being like, okay, second base, that's it. But like when it comes to like auditions and things, it's like, okay, what am I willing to let them do to my mm-hmm. hair? Like in mm-hmm. just in line with, am I willing to show a nip? No, no, not for this project. Like <laughs> But like, really like thinking about boundaries. And so for you to be confident so like soon being like, they ain't putting heat in this hair. Next. (laughs) Where'd that come from? I really don't know. I mean, I well, you know what? That's a lie. I feel like a lot of it came from Indiari. She's literally my favorite like of all time. And I grew up listening to her music and just like seeing her um in mainstream media and just like how she is so unapologetically black natural just herself has been like a game changer for me and um as I was getting my hair big chopped I listened to her song I'm not my hair yes come on (laughs) yeah so I feel like any time that I did have any doubts or felt I don't know like uncomfortable or something i Really, I don't know. Her music has just been like kind of ingrained in me since I was a kid. Um, And then also just I grew up in going to predominantly white schools. So, you know, that pressure of like, oh, gosh, my hair is definitely not straight. And it's like the furthest thing from it. So I think once I kind of got past that phase of wanting to like fit in and be like other people, I kind of was just like, this is dumb. And it actually hurts getting this relaxer every week. Um, like burns every my scalp. <laughs> so, or no, not every week. Sorry, every month. Oh my gosh, I'd be bald. Oh my, oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> every week. This is not good. <laughs> I would have been bald. Oh, geez. Okay, okay. So, when you're in a show, do you prefer to be wigged or your natural hair? Interesting. I feel like... It's like it's I don't know. I guess wigged because the lights I definitely f- like fry the hair and all that, you know. I've actually never thought about you mean the lights on stage? Yeah. Um it's something that I my roommate and I were talking about cuz we were both um doing shows like right before pandemic and we were both wearing our natural hair and we were like, "Oh my gosh, why is my hair so dry right now?" And then it kind of like dawned on us that, oh, wait, these lights and like all the products and the oils and butters and stuff, like it's just kind of like frying it, you know? Like cooking. Yeah. Um, So I think wig because then I can still be natural, but protect it. Testing. Sorry, my mic is going in and out. I need up. Uh Uh-oh. I know. It's not you. I've just been. Pause. How about now? Great. Perfect. Okay. All right. So we're going to have to edit that out. Salish, do you hear this? 14 minutes. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So when you do a wig, when you're wearing a wig, 
what is your go-to wig prep? Um, I usually, well, I'm very lazy with the wig prep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, Tyla? <laughs> don't tell me a bun. You don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whenever we have to go in for wig fitting, I'll just try to do two like really chunky cornrows. And then a lot of times they'll be like, this is too big. <laughs> so that's when I'll have to be like, okay, fine. Like I'll do like maybe four or like, you know, maybe eight. <laughs> like, but I really try to get away with just two. I love that. <laughs> the getting away. I like when we know when we're trying to get away with something. Like, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You gonna say something about this? Like every now and then, I would show up with it. Like, can I please get away with this? And they, and my wig person at Beautiful would look at me like, you know better. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> just you, you just know it's it's a no. <laughs> okay, so two chunky cornrows. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, in sisters, you weren't wigged, right? No, I wore my hair. Did you like that? I did, but also didn't because obviously there are some days when it just doesn't look the way you want it to. And yeah, it's like a journey, you know? Yeah. I feel like wearing our natural hair in a show is like, all right, you guys, just so you know, you're gambling because every day is going to look a little bit different. Yes, that is the key. And I remember telling them that and they said, it's fine. Whatever you have um, this week is what you have. So it was good that I could switch it up and I didn't feel like I had to wear the same style every week. So that was good. How was your experience in Sisters? Honestly, I feel like what I took away most from the show and like what I still have with me to this day is just the sisterhood of it all. Um, those girls, like I literally talked to um, them every day, not even kidding. Like we are wow. still – very much um, close and best friends and sisters. So I think that and also just having a show that is literally like for black people and like the audiences that it would bring in was really the best part for me. Just like seeing and hearing their reactions because, you know, they like they didn't care that they were at a theater. They just, you know, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> if they had to shout, they'll shout or, you know make a verbal comment or sing along with the songs even um, since it's a jukebox show. I think that was definitely the best part for me. That's that's so cool. And I could tell that from the audience that you guys liked each other in real life. Like it really did feel like, I don't know, like it felt like I want to play. Like <laughs> I want to hang out with you guys. I'm not going to lie though. Like for real though, like real talk for one second. I was very surprised when the writer came out at the end. <laughs> yes um that was like always the moment of like oh, yes yes um very interesting and I feel like with everything happening now it's like even you know I mean even back then we were like um this is just a little interesting but now it's just like okay this is very interesting <laughs> okay yeah um for those who are listening I don't mean to leave you out there's <laughs> a white woman she come out she was like hey everybody <laughs> Yes. I was very surprised. I was very yes. surprised. Yes. That but we did have a great time in the theater. 
but uh, it, yeah and you guys looked like you were having a good time and, and I think that's really great that you guys are still like very very close so close um I want to transition and ask you about for uh, your hair our hair hair natural hair texture do you think that we have power in our hair I would say yeah because a lot of, I mean, not a lot of, like, mo- like yeah, a lot of society still to this day says that, you know, our hair is less than or not as good or, yeah. you know. Um, so I think, honestly, just wearing it and, like, I really love to wear my full fro, like, pick it out and everything. Your fro looks <laughs> so phenomenal. I'm going to ask Thank about you. that, but keep going. <laughs> Thank you. Um I really love doing that because I feel like it is kind of an act of power and rebellion of like, well, I don't really care if you think that it's, you know, less than or not as good. I love it. And so I think for me, just like liberating myself and even like shaving my head and having like an inch of hair, like that was powerful to me in a way that I didn't realize it was going to be. Um, The fact that I just like walked around and it kind of took other people being like, wow, you're so brave for me to be like, oh, I guess like, is this brave? Like, I don't think it should be, but I guess it is. Right. You said something that like still has chills going up and down my arms. Wearing our hair out is like an act of rebellion. Okay, pause. Wow. Wearing our hair out, the way it grows out of our head. Yes. Is like an act of rebellion. Yes. I just feel like there's a lot to unpack there. And I also want to just say I agree 1000%. But like why in the world is the way our hair grows out of our head an act of because I completely agree like Mm -hmm. wearing my fro out which I don't do very often I'm like I'm so nervous (laughs) your hair is so beautiful (laughs) it's like it's so like I know everyone's gonna be looking is it like (sighs) (laughs) it's so pretty though it really is thank you thank you I'm like still like still and I'm going through this whole natural hair kick movement everything and still I'm like still trying to get my confidence up honestly that's real I feel like like all of us we've literally lived an entire lifetime of people saying like this isn't great this is bad like straighten your hair wear a wig or whatever like you know so I think yeah it makes sense my friend was talking about this the other day and she was like, oh man, my hair is growing so much, but you just can't tell. You can't tell. You can't tell that it's growing long because she's got hair like us. And I was like, okay, wait, let me stop you right there. Okay. Let me, and this is going to come out messy. I'm not even sure exactly how I'm going to say this. Um, so stick with me for a second. But I feel like our whole lives, our standard of beauty has been on a criteria that does not apply to us at all. Here's what I mean. We look at people on TV, white girls with beautiful, and they've got beautiful, like, flowing locks. Mm-hmm. Long, flowy, straight, wavy hair or something like that. Our hair naturally grows out. Most of us, not everybody. 
Yes. Most of our hair grows, when it grows, it grows big. It grows out. It does not grow down and long. Some some people's do, but general, like generally. And so if we if our hair grows out and we are basing our beauty on the criteria on a rubric for yeah. we will lose. We will lose every single time trying to fit that. That is so real, especially like, yeah, it literally just doesn't even grow the same way. Like directionally, it, it just doesn't. That's so real. Yeah. And that it, is so real. And it's been beat into us and, and ingrained in us for so long. It's like, well, my hair, I look, well, wait until I straighten so you can see how long that, it is. No, that, okay, that is my one area where I still feel like there is some things I need to unpack there and work through and dig through. For You're not alone. The shrinkage, shrinkage is real. And I literally have like, I feel like I have like 4C, like 4B, 4C hair. So it's like just very coily, very mm -hmm. tight. And like, I just, even even like wash and goes, like I, I very rarely do wash and goes. I'm always doing like braid outs and stuff because I'm like, I just need to see this length. Like, let me, let me just show a little bit. <laughs> I just need to see this length. <laughs> I feel that way about twist out too. I do. <laughs> but no, it's 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 so real. It's like shrinkage. We have so much shrinkage. And for those who don't know what shrinkage is, if you're listening, it's like when the hair, it, it's wet. And then after it dries, it gets closer to our head. So it looks shorter. It looks like our hair has shrunk. And so it's not as long. But the thing is, the more shrinkage you have, the healthier your hair is. Yes. And so going on this that old rubric, not the old rubric, just a very different rubric, our shrinkage is being compared to well, <laughs> it's it is it doesn't make sense. Bananas <laughs> and limes. <laughs> Some <laughs> is two different things. It's like Completely. the shorter and coilier and curlier my hair is, the healthier it is. Mm -hmm. that is a good thing the bigger and more out it grows that is a good thing until we're like but hers grows down past her nipples <laughs> and it's all of a sudden <laughs> yes. anyway i'm sorry i just had to articulate that for myself because i'm also in the process of rewiring rewiring and it's a whole lot so um another question about and you mentioned when you were like chopping your hair and the liberation and being brave and courageous Somebody asked me this in an interview the other day, and Tyla, I was totally dumbfounded. I had no idea what to say. <laughs> she was like, why? And so <laughs> I'm curious to see what, what you think. Um, why do you think our hair is so emotional? Like, there are so many emotions tied into our hair, be it liberation, be it shame, be it like bravery like there are so many wow i wow <laughs> wow <laughs> i feel like there are a lot of reasons but the first one that kind of came to mind is just that i mean it's one way that we can express ourselves and be individuals so if you wear it a certain way or like when we're little um you know you I feel like a lot of young black girls will have braids and beads and like barrettes and all you know that kind of stuff and 
I guess just like sometimes when you realize or like for me when I realized that like, oh, no one else is wearing their hair in braids or like in barrettes at my school, like why am I doing this? I remember asking my mom one day and so I think like just when I feel like it's like really when the world tells us like that this is not how this is supposed to be done in air quotes supposed to be but I think that's kind of when things get emotional and then it's like oh well I guess I'm not good enough because this like my hair is a part of me and like it's on my head so like yes we am I not yeah it's kind of just like yeah it is I think a big part interesting okay thank you for like like putting some words to that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I I know it's a thing. I absolutely am aware that it's a thing, but I don't know why. I... Yeah. So, I mean, all right. And, okay, here, how about this one? As a black girl, ooh, okay. So really I'm asking this because eventually Broadway's going to come back. We pray. We pray. We pray. Please, Jesus. We're praying. And I know a lot of people um, who are not black or PSC, some of them want to know. And and sometimes people ask me and I'm like, well, how do I feel about this? If people do want to make changes before we get back and while we're back in the room, like what exactly are we asking for? You know, Um, as a black girl. What makes you feel seen when you show up somewhere? I would say people who know what they're doing in terms of like, first of all, hairstyling, which is a huge thing. Um, I mean, I like when the hair person gives me options or like, okay, like, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of this? Instead of like, what do you have? Or what can you do? Um, I think that definitely makes me feel seen. Um, mm. something like undergarments being the right shade or the right color that makes me nude. feel seen. Yes, it's not I just band aid colored <laughs> nude. Yeah. Who picked that? Who yeah. picked that? I don't know. I don't know. It's the color of this wall. <laughs> Whose nude is that? Not mine. <laughs> that. Real. For sure. And also, I guess just from like a creative standpoint, just not glazing over the fact that there are people of color in a role, but like how does it change the story if a person of color is in this role or doing this thing? If it's a show that's like not traditionally, you know, cast with people of color or really just any show, um, that makes me feel seen when people are like, yeah, so what does this mean to you now that this is like you're saying this it's it just changes everything like the intention the delivery all of it wow i'm like as soon as we finish recording i might play that part back because that is so real things i've not even like thought about but you're so right (laughs) and in fact there's been so many roles that i'm like um, I can't go out for that. I can't go out for that. Way back when. Now it's like I'm thinking about things differently. And I'm like, wait, why can't I go out for that? I should absolutely be in for that. Yes. But it's going to be different. And for me to know, okay, obviously I'm not going to do it like her. I'm not even, I'm not white. Exactly. And c- certain things land differently when it comes, you know, 
skin color doesn't change everything, but sometimes it does change a meaning of a specific line, like yes. straight up. Um, and so I love that. It's like, well, what does this mean now that you're the one saying it? Okay. I love, I love that. Um, what, when is a good time to learn about hair in the theater? Hmm. As an actress. As an actress. I honestly, I feel like college. It like at birth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd say college, like at least by then. If not as like a kid, I think college is a good time because you're learning a lot of other things. I think it should be a thing that we talk about and it would help it feel more normalized. Yeah, I agree. I think like it should absolutely, if it hasn't come up before then, because I'm like, man, and around that time, I learned how to do pin curls for the first time and I was not doing um, a pin curl set that actually helped my own hair. It was <laughs> meant for not textured hair um, like, <laughs> yeah okay I'm, I'm getting ready to let you go but I do want to ask you about your awesome fro when you do have your fro what is the process you said you never do wash and goes is it a braid out twist out what products do you use oh. how long does it take to dry yada yada go okay so Okay, wow, this is a lot. I know. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry. like no, no, it's all going like all in my head like I'm I'm seeing everything. Oh no, I just muted myself. I don't know why. Oh, oh. Um okay, so I use wait, do you want like sh from shampoo to like done or like just Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, so shampoo I use um the TGIN um, which is thank God it's natural shampoo, but I only use that once a month. And so normally I'll use the As I Am co-wash, which is amazing. Doesn't dry my hair out. It's really great. And then I deep condition with the TGIN. I think it's like Honey Miracle hair mask or something. And so I'll sit under my hooded dryer for 15 minutes. Come on, hooded dryer <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> <laughs> rinse it out and then put some kinky curly in for leave-in and then come on kinky curly love it do you love like that for the leave-in i do i really do and i like it because it's thick um and for my hair i think i've tried a lot of leave-ins that were too thin so if you want a thicker one kinky curly is definitely pretty good okay all right noted go on <laughs> um and then I use melanin hair care as my like cream based moisturizer. Um, I forget what it's called. I think it's like twisting elongating cream, something like that. So I use that plus some like hair oil from Natural Sisters Hair Salon. Shout out to them. They're in Harlem. They're amazing. Work. Um, and the oh my gosh, my staple product is the as no, not as I am. Oh my gosh. Um the burnt sugar pomade. I cannot think of the brand. This is so terrible. Oh, Lord, let it come brand. to her, Lord, because I want to know. Oh, my Lord, God. Lord, I want to know. Give it to her, Jesus. Oh. What is it? Oyen, Oyen, Oyen. Oyen handmade. Yes. How do you spell that? <laughs> O-Y-I-N. Oh, okay. Yes. And what is that? What is this product that you, like, love? 
Um, the burnt sugar pomade from the Oyen handmade line. It's amazing. It's like basically it's what I think gives me definition. Oh. So I really love it. It's really good. So I just like put the melanin moisturizer on on underneath the burnt sugar pomade. Then I like section it out, uh, brush it, detangle, and then do twists all over my head, sit under the dryer for like, uh, it's getting shorter and shorter. I used to do like an hour and a half, so it was actually dry, but now I just do like 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let it air dry for the rest of the night. And then next day I take it out and then I take the twist out and actually do like six chunky braids. And then like usually I don't do the fro until like the day, like maybe third day because then my hair is like already super stretched. Day three. Yes. And then I pick it out after it's been first in the twists, then in the chunky braids. Then I, yeah, that's how I get it super long. Um, Pause. Okay. So I feel super inspired right now because you just put a piece of the puzzle into the puzzle that I <laughs> have been missing for so long. Okay. I already know like day three, day four, whew, day five, my hair is like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have not a curl in sight, Salija. <laughs> it is all frizz. <laughs> but like if you're actively like waiting for that and then to pick it out then it's yes like a very active instead of a well what else is there to do (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it's very intentional otherwise it just does not work for me right okay okay (laughs) and then so day like one and two how are you wearing it are you wearing it like closer to the head Usually, I will try to keep the twist in for at least one day. Okay. Um, just so, just because usually I'm like, oh, I just spent a day doing this. Let me just leave it in. Then I'll usually wait. Wear pause. It. I'm so sorry for cutting you off. Oh no. Do problem. you ever fall into the trap? <laughs> I'm asking because I do. <laughs> of like leaving the twist in for a day, and then well, they're already there. Might as well leave them in for another day, <laughs> and then you never take them out. I'm just <laughs> yes. like, well, shoot, a week and a half guys. I gotta wash my hair again. <laughs> Especially during this pandemic, absolutely. I've worn more twists now than I have in my whole life. Yes. Right. Because it's just, yeah, it's like, oh, why even bother, you know? <laughs> yes. I, yes, I do. No. <laughs> All right. Go on. Um, um, yeah. So then second day, I'll usually do a puff because, I don't know, when I do the twists, like, I just have so much shrinkage that it's just hard to do really any other style that I want to do other than a puff. So I'll just do a puff and then braid it again that night. And then that next day, you're ready. The glory. You're You're there. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, Tyla, I have enjoyed talking to you so much. You're so fun. And so like, just like a very gentle and sweet and genuine personality and, Honestly, like this is exactly what I needed because earlier today I was like, oh, Salisha, get your life together, girl. Like, oh, what are you even doing? And seeing your face, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm a human. Look, here's a human. Like, look, you're like black girl magic talking. Like, it's so nice to see you. I'm 
like, I can't wait until we can actually do real life in person interaction to feel like we're not freaking robots. Like, yeah, this is not real life. It's not real. I, oh my gosh. The, I say that all the time. This is not real life. <laughs> not real life. And it's it not. takes talking, having like a meaningful conversation with somebody to be like, oh, yeah. <gasps> It is. Okay, yeah. We're doing this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. I've had so much fun with you. Me too. All right. All right. Bye, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you guys. So I... I sat down with Tyla, oh my gosh, I, I don't even know when. It was months ago. and But today I um, did a reading with her. And it, it just was so nice to reconnect with her. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please follow Tyla on Instagram at Tyla underscore Collier and give her some love, y'all. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode. Love you, Colin. Shout out to the Broadway Podcast Network. You guys are awesome. Thank you for producing this podcast. Shout out to Wilton Music for producing the theme song, Love COD, sung by yours truly. And shout out to all y'all for listening, you guys. Thank you so much for just supporting and subscribing and continue to tell a friend and and also drop me a note slip into my dms at salisha thomas on instagram and let me know what you think or what you want to hear and or who you want to hear from so so much love for you ah i'll see you next week this is black hair in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.